Good singing, ain't it? Yeah, man. Thank you, brother. Turning your Bibles to Psalm 142. Psalm 142. In the Word of God this morning. Are you glad you're saved? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad I've got victory over death, hell, and the grave because... Yeah. Of Christ. Thank you, brother. Psalm 142. Let's stand together for the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message this morning. This is a prayer of David. Here in Psalm 142, as he was being chased down by the enemy, King Saul, to be exact. And David offers up this prayer. Here in Psalm 142, he says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before Him. I showed before Him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then Thou knewest my path in the way wherein I walked. Have they probably laid a snare for me? I looked on my right hand and beheld. But there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion. In the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. I'm interested in verse number 4. David said, I looked on my right hand. 
But hell, there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come to your house. Lord, we thank you for the good song of Zion that we've heard today. Lord, to inspire our hearts and to touch our souls. Lord, I pray that you would bless in this service this morning. God, I pray you'd give us wisdom from heaven. Scripture to remembrance. Loose this tongue and let it go. Lord, I pray that if there be one here lost and undone, doesn't know you for the free pardon of sin, Lord, we pray that you'd save them for this service is over. And Lord, we'll surely and carefully give you glory, honor, and praise for what you do for us today. In Jesus' name, we do humbly ask and pray. Amen. And amen. Many people today come to a place in their life when they feel that nobody cares. Have you ever been there? Yeah. It doesn't take very long living in the life in the world that we live in today. You can turn around and say, well, nobody cares about this. Or nobody cares for me. This is why I believe that suicide rates in America are at an all-time high. I believe that's why divorce rates in America are at an all-time high. They think that nobody cares. That's why drug addiction is at an all-time high. They think nobody cares. But I'm here to tell you this morning, somebody cares for you. Somebody cares about what you're going through. Somebody cares about your sickness. Somebody cares about your life. Somebody cares about what roads you're headed down, whether it be right or wrong. Somebody cares. Tragedy is that many people are turning away from God. And a lot of people just don't care. Folks, we should care today. Amen. First of all, though, in the message, I just want to lay a little bit of groundwork for you. Let's look at some, let's look at some that do not care. Because you can really find probably more in this world today as I look out across our congregation, as I look out in the the world news, if you would, there's probably more people you can pick out that don't care than you can pick out that do care. I mean, do you really think the drinking crowd cares about you? They don't care. Oh, those that own their uh, 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 jip joints and clubs, uh, uh, they don't care about you uh, as long as they've got the peanuts on the bar uh, and they've got the alcohol producing out as fast as they can get it out. Uh, my friend, they don't care about you. Amen. All they care about is the dollar. The drinking crowd don't care. The drug culture does not care. That is their initiative. That is their motive this morning is to get your children hooked on drugs. They don't care. It's their initiative. It is their aim in life to see you, even as an adult, being hooked on drugs. Many people don't think a whole lot about this, but let me go ahead and share it with you. There's more drug abuse amongst prescription drugs than people will ever understand and know. And they'll say, oh, we're not uh, uh, hooked on anything. We're not on drugs. Uh, we are go to church. We're a good church member. But yet they are completely dependent on a prescription drug that makes them feel good. 
Makes them forget their troubles. Listen, I'm here to tell you, I used to live in the world. I used to have all that trouble. I used to have problems. But my friend, I'd always wake up the next morning and those problems still be there. A pill couldn't help it. A bottle couldn't help it. But thank God the gospel did it. People don't care. The drinking crowd don't care. That drug culture does not care. Dancing charms do not care. They don't care how they affect you. That lady comes dancing by you, Harold. You think she cares? Not a good dancer, am I? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> I'm glad he don't care. There's some dancing charms out there, though. Try to get your attention. The drug culture doesn't care. The, the, the drinking crowd doesn't care. The divorce courts do not care. They do not care how bad your family is going to be torn apart. They do not care the children you're going to hurt. They do not care the grandchildren you're going to hurt. They don't care the family you're going to destroy. They do not care. They don't care. The dynamic cults do not care. They want to suck you in and try to pull you into some a false believism. Hey, listen, I may be accused of a lot of things from time to time, but there's one thing about it. You don't have to accuse me of being part of no cult because I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And my friend, that's the only way to go this morning. Amen. But that uh, those cults, they, it doesn't matter to them. They just want to bring you in. We had a lady that attended here one time. Matter of fact, she joined churches here before. And she joined and, and she was faithful and she'd come to church. Uh, and all it took uh, was one trip from the Mormons uh, to come by and knock on her trailer door. Uh, and she opened it up and they come in and promised her the entire world. Uh, and my friend, she went and joined the Mormons. Baptized into their church. I'm here to tell you, you ain't going to hear this on national news. Mormonism or cults. Regardless of who is running for president, Mormonism is a cult. How do you figure that, preacher? If anybody is preaching another gospel beside Jesus Christ, in my opinion, it's a cult. If anybody, anybody is saying that there is another way to heaven other than Jesus Christ, Him crucified, Him buried, risen, and coming again, my friend, it is a cult. You cannot work your way to glory land. If we could, we never could work enough to get there. You're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Not of works, lest any man boast of it. The cults, uh, my friend, are taking our nation uh, by a storm. Dynamic cults. You think the dress creators think about your daughter? Uh -uh. Do you think that the dress creators think about, well, let's not make this skirt too long because the little girls might not buy it? You think they'll say, well, you know, we better not make it this short because it might turn on some kind of predator out here that's going to be looking at someone's innocent daughter. Dress creators don't care. They're, care. they're caring about one thing, the almighty dollar. And the shorter it is, the more they can sell it. Hello? 
And I'm not here to preach on dress this morning. But I've always heard it like this. If it ain't for sale, don't advertise it. Amen. Amen. Hello. Lost some of you there for a minute. In other words, I believe in modesty. Amen. Uh, the, de- the degenerate crowd, uh, they don't care, amen. Uh, listen, uh, uh, some people uh, rise and fall on Dr. Phil and Oprah Winfrey. They rise and they fall on Ellen Degenerates. I'm here to tell you, you better get you a new hero because they're nothing but zeros. Amen. Don't worry, I'm not going to rap for you this morning. I might rhyme from time to time, but we're not going to rap for you. Listen, there's people that do not care. There's organizations that do not care. There are uh, enigmas out there, my friend, uh, that will pull you down to a point to to where they'll make you not care. There are things that will happen in your life that will make you throw up your arms and say, I don't care. I know because I've been there. David's in a cave. Think about this situation David's in. He looks to his right. He looks to his left. And says that refuge has failed me. He said, no man cares for my soul. That's a sad commentary. I just wonder how many may be sitting at home this Sunday morning uh, and they're waking up out of bed just about now at about 20 minutes to 12 uh, and all of a sudden they look to their left, they look to their right and they say, nobody cares for me uh, and nobody loves me. uh, Nobody cares for my soul. I guarantee you somebody did this morning. Somebody woke up in their bed in the confines of their home that God has blessed them with and said, no man cares for my soul. But there are some that do care. I believe the sovereign God cares. In other words, God the Father cares. The sovereign God, it's proven by the plan He presented. Uh, his substitutional death uh, of His only begotten Son. Uh, You've got to realize and put it down uh, on this level to th- this morning. Folks, listen. He gave His only begotten Son to where you and I can be saved. Uh, he sent His only begotten Son who willingly went uh, to an old rugged cross to die where you and I can be saved. Uh, that means we can go to heaven one day. Folks, that's where I want to go. That's where I desire to go. That's where I'm going to go because of what Jesus Christ done for me. Do you think He cared? Do you think God the Father cares? The sovereign God of heaven? Do you think He cares? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's care. That's care. God the Father cares that He sent. He cares enough that He sent His only begotten Son. And He paid the price when He shed the blood of His own Son. And the pardon that He produced and secured us only through the Son that He gave for you and I. So I don't want to hear anybody say, nobody cares. 
And this can not only go for a a salvation situation this morning. Uh, Listen, people do care. People might not care about the ball game last night. Actually, God might not even care about the ball game last night. But God the Sovereign cares about you. He cares about you no matter what instances that you're going through. No matter what your circumstances are in this life. uh, God the Father, the sovereign God of glory cares for you. He knows what you're going through. He's already walked that road. He's already been there. He loves you. He gave His Son for you. Somebody cares about your situation. Oh, but preacher, I don't think anybody cares. I've seen people get so mad before and just really just throw down their entire life and say, Preacher, nobody cares. Somebody does care. God, the sovereign, cares. He cared enough. I don't know about you. I couldn't send my only begotten son. Matter of fact, I couldn't send my daughter either to die for you. And I love you this morning, but I don't love you enough to send my only begotten son to die for you. Neither could you. Neither could you. Brother John, could you send that boy to die for everybody in here? No. No. And that's coming from, a, from an elder man with an elder son. And he still can't do it. Still can't do it. Just think about uh, uh, some of the younger folks that has a, a, a baby boys. Yeah. Wait a minute. We don't have no baby boys. Look at that young boy right there. Everybody's looking at you, son. Smile. You're on turning point camera. <laughs> you know what? If we get along and ask Damon right quick, him just sort of being an uncle, he couldn't give that boy right there for you. But God the Sovereign did. But God the Sovereign is not the only one that cares. The Savior cares. And He proved that by coming down from heaven, descending from the throne, dying on the tree, and defeating the tempter Himself. He went and died for you and I. God the Son cares. The Lord Jesus Christ cares for you. He didn't care for me. Oh, yes, He did. You remember in the garden when He was praying and the Bible says His sweat became as great drops of blood. You remember when He was there praying and all of a sudden He began to pray unto God and He said, Lord, if it be Thy will, let this cup pass from me. But thank God the God of heaven, the Father, didn't give up on the Son. The Son didn't give up on you and I. And He accepted what was in that cup, which was the sins of you and I. And we were saved by His marvelous grace and by the blood that He shed for us. My friend, the Son cares. God the Son cares. God the Sovereign cares. The Bible tells us, Damon, that Jesus willingly went to the cross of Calvary to die for our sins. Willingly. In other words, uh, He could have, the Bible says He could have called ten thousands of His angels uh, to get Him off the old rugged cross uh, and take Him back to glory land. Uh, we would be in a world of a mess this morning. Amen. You think He don't care? <laughs> he cares. 
I'm going to lay my life down for those people. I can just imagine what I must have went through his mind. Brother Harold, as he was on that cross, and he could have called them down to come get him. But yet when he was on the cross, guess who was on his mind? You. Each and every one of you was on his mind. So when we get into a pity pot next time and think nobody cares for us, I've done given you two that really care. How are you going to argue with perfection? How are you going to argue with God the Sovereign? How are you going to argue with uh, the Savior of this world, the Lord Jesus Christ Himself, who died for you, willingly went up Calvary's hill, willingly gave His life on a cross for you, willingly gave every drop of blood in His body to where you and I could be saved this morning. Somebody cares about you today. Oh, but preacher, nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me, preacher. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Some people will even go to the point, Damon, I've heard them say, God don't even love me. Yeah, He does. It's not my fault that you continue to reject Him. Hello? It's not my fault. It's not uh, everybody's fault that stands behind the podium uh, that they reject Christ, uh, that they reject help, uh, that they reject the things of God that can help them through difficult times in their life. Someone cares for you. David was in a pity pot. He looked to his right, looked to his left, basically said, nobody cares for me. I have no refuge at all. And nobody cares for me. God the Sovereign cares. God the Son cares. God the Spirit cares. The Holy Ghost of God cares. What do you mean? Listen, He had to care for you when He began to draw you and began to convict your heart of your sin and began to speak to you to get your life straight with Him and to be saved and to be a Christian. And even after you were saved, that's the one that still small voice that would speak to your heart at a time when you needed it the most, at a time when you were discouraged, at a time when you were depressed, at a time when you knew that you thought that you knew that nobody cared for you, but yet the Holy Spirit of God began to deal with your heart and draw you up close to Him and said, I love you. I care for you. I'll take care of you. All you have to do is trust me. And the Spirit of God began to massage your heart and said, don't let your heart be broken. Listen, I've overcome the world. I've conquered death, hell, and the grave. And I will help you get through all of your problems. Trust in me. Listen, if the Spirit of God no longer affects you this morning, you're in trouble. I'm glad when I mess up. Now let me change that. That's the world's theology when I mess up. I'm glad when I sin, God speaks to me about it. Preacher, you sin, you don't. There's another thing. Some people are just holier than thou and they don't never mess up. Yeah. Help me preach, sister. Say hallelujah or something. They think we 
always perfect because we say we're a Christian. We belong to the church. But we're not. Get over that. That's the big hurdle because you're not going to be perfect. Your name's not Jesus. Now, now listen, don't take that wrong. We should always strive to do our best. We ought to always strive to be a shining light in a dark world. But my friend, listen, when we slip, when we fall and we blunder, we need to have the Spirit of God that will come. We need to get up out of a pew, go to an altar of prayer, and ask for forgiveness, and ask God to help us because He cares. God cares. The sovereign God cares. God the Son cares. God the Spirit cares. If He didn't care, He wouldn't be pulling at your heart. Even after you got saved, preacher, does God still deal with your heart? Yes! If it's been a long time since you felt the Spirit of God tugging at your heart, I'd be doing a checkup this morning. What do you mean, preacher? Because you see, sin can, in an individual's life, we talked about it this morning, can rule and begin to reign. They begin, Dustin, to be seared with that hot iron and, 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 and conviction no longer comes upon them because they've been tied up in their sin so long. You know, well, nobody knows. Uh, nobody's going to care. Uh, I'll just keep on doing what I'm doing and I'm doing it in dark places and nobody can see. Oh, but the one who cares can see. And God the Father cares. And He sent His Son to die for you. And He sent His Spirit to be that convicting element in your life that will draw you to a point of repentance till we ask the Lord Jesus Christ to help you and give up on the world. Amen. I am amazed at this day in which we live that people will turn away from God, Maxie, and run to the world when the world don't have nothing for you. David, I get so aggravated sometimes to see an individual that God has blessed and God's ministered to and God's provided for and God's done been so good to and yet they turn their back on God and everybody else and say the world may have just a little bit more than what I'm, of what I'm looking for. Yeah, they got something for you, all right. Yeah. You end up in a mess. Wadding you up like yesterday's newspaper and throwing you out with the trash. That's what they do. Amen. Then I heard one individual come back the other week and say, Preacher, I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time. I got pulled out by the things of this world and I got pulled out of church and not even considering how God's blessed me and how God's blessed my family and how God's taken care of me. And now I turn my back on God. But yet it was the Spirit of the Holy Ghost that came down and began to convict me of my wrongdoings and my wrong ways. And all of a sudden I had to go back to an altar prayer. I had to repent and get back in church or I felt like I was going to die. That's conviction. Yeah. That's conviction. One man asked me one time, said, Preacher, I don't like coming to your church. I said, Why? He said, Because all the time there's a big old knot gets stuck in my throat. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to explain to him what that was. That's conviction. And that night when I went home and prayed, I said, choke him, Holy Ghost. Yeah. Choke him. <laughs> a lot of times you've got to be put down to that point to understand that you do need to come to the Lord. Amen. 
Don't find yourself on your back somewhere uh, uh, wishing and uh, hoping that you got things right with God beforehand. God will burn your barley field. I might have to pull that out one day. God God will burn your barley field. What do you mean, preacher? Well, the Scripture tells us uh, that God will take some of the most precious things away from you uh, uh, to get your attention. That barley field was the most precious thing in that little man's life. But boy, when the king sent for him and he wouldn't come, and he sent his men down there to burn that barley field, he come running to the king. Don't allow your barley field to be burnt before you run to the king. That's the message. Message in a nutshell. God the Father cares. God the Son cares. God the Spirit cares by calling you, by convicting you, and by continuing to walk with you. Number four, the saints care. There are some saints that care. It's proven by because they pray for you. Oh, there may be some people listed on this old rugged cross over here, uh, and we know they are, that are dying uh, and on their way to hell without Jesus. Uh, but my friend, uh, they don't know it, but we're being faithful to pray for them on a daily basis uh, and a service basis and saying, God, we need you to save them. How many by the show of hands know that people prayed for them before they got saved? People was praying for you, wasn't they? Saints will pray. They're praying for you proves that the saints care. Me preaching to you proves that the saints care. If I didn't care about you this morning, I'd get up here and say, every day's a Friday and smile. If I didn't care about you, I'd just say, go visit a nursing home, say something good about somebody, and just go on back to the house. Everything's going to be all right. If I didn't care about you. Just shout, just hang from the chandeliers, just have a good time in the Lord. I'll just sit here and watch and take in on myself. and We won't give you anything to help you down the road a little bit. People care. I believe the Lord Jesus cares enough about you that He gives the man behind the pulpit for that hour the message that you need to hear. I don't know how many times I, I, I've heard this. and Dustin, I know your dad's probably said this uh, as well. People have come to him and say, That was for me, preacher. That was for me. How did you know that? Did somebody tell you? Yeah. What? Who told you about my situation? Holy Ghost untold it on you. One thing I don't like to do is throw rocks, Damon. I've always taught you that. It's don't throw rocks. Don't throw rocks at people because you may know their situation. But when the Holy Ghost tells you it's different. <laughs> when the Lord leads you that way, my friend, the saints do care. They pray for you. They preach to you. And they provide for you. Thank God we've got a beautiful building to worship in. The electricity's on. The air conditioner's on. Y'all ready for me to turn on the heat? And I ain't quite ready to flip it over yet. Amen. Saints care. Saints care. But listen to this one, and we'll close here shortly. The sinners in hell care. 
You ever thought about that? Think about Lazarus and the rich man. His remembrance, his realization, and his request. Let me read you that scripture in Luke chapter number 16. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. There was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels in Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell... He lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. You think this man was concerned? Do you think this man was caring? Look at verse 25. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth the good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from hence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. I see some care. For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. He said, Nay, Father Abraham. But if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Send them. Send them to my brothers for they're going to hell. We know that when an individual enters that place of torment, we know without a shadow of a fact, your physical, your spiritual, excuse me, your spiritual being is still intact. Your soul is forever living. That means that soul will always uh, feel of the pains of the fire of a place called hell. That means that a soul will continue to feel the pain and, and gnaw their tongues for pain. Amen. It means that they'll continue to feel the flames of hell uh, uh, coming up around their feet. Soul lives forever. And I just wonder, I guarantee you, if we can open up hell this morning and look down in there and look down into the souls of those people that are there. I bet you'd hear some saying this. We should have listened to that preacher. We should have done what the Bible said. We wouldn't have been in this mess. We wouldn't have been in this torment. We wouldn't have been in this place called hell. If we had listened... I can believe when they stood before God. And he said, I'm sorry, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Just maybe. They thought about 
salvation experience. I should have listened. I should have been obedient unto your word, Lord. Uh, Can I make it right now? No, it's too late. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. No man cared for my soul. I believe I've just proved to you that some people do. Even the sinners in hell care for your soul. I don't want them to come to this place of torment. The saints care. You that are here and that are saved today. The Spirit cares. The Savior cares. The Sovereign cares. Whether it be a salvation situation is your need in your life today or whether it be some other need, the Lord cares. I care for you today. People sitting around you care for you today. But that's when we have to put pride aside and say, Lord, I need your help. He cares for you. I want you to stand this morning. They get us an invitation. No matter what your need may be today, you may think it's nothing to anyone else. Let me prove to you that God cares. The Lord cares. Jesus cares. The Father cares. Saints care. I want to tell you that I love today. I care. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, we come to you this morning with thankful hearts. Lord, I thank you for all your many blessings. Lord, I even thank you for some unanswered prayers because you had the foreknowledge of knowing that it wasn't right for me. Lord, I thank you for what you've taken away from us. The sin, the guilt, the shame. Lord, I know there may be some in this crowd today that are guilty of some sort of sin, shame in their life. Lord, I'm glad you care enough to send the Spirit by their way to convict them, to speak to them. Lord, I pray that you'd minister to us all in a special way, Lord. Lord, meet each and every need this morning. Lord, as we allow you to do the office work in the hearts of the people. In Jesus' name, we do humbly ask you and pray. Amen.